Yes, yes, ladies and gents, welcome to Empty Podcast. Man, I'm excited to have this next guest. First of all, I just want to say thank you for supporting season one through four. Um, this is the first episode for season five for 2022, and he's been on the show before, but I got to do it the right way again because not only he's one of my best friends, he's also a behavior therapist, born and raised in Inglewood, very talented screenplay writer, and a role model, man, to me. I'm so proud of his growth, and this show is about being a behavior therapist, working with the youth, and how it affects us. Uh, ladies and gents, without no further ado, I got my best friend in the house, Christopher Garza. What's up, dog? <laughs> Good to see you in Vegas. Hey, hey, what's up? Good to be here. Good to be back. I remember the last time. It was a classic. <laughs> how do you like Vegas, Chris? This time, is, we're not letting anything up. <laughs> Nothing's left on the table. No, just kidding. Uh, I love Vegas. I'm new here. It's been uh, three months, just, yeah, just about three months, a little over three months, and it's been a great trip. We've had a lot of support, a lot of people come visit, and it makes us feel at home, uh, but we definitely miss home. There's always no place like home. Inglewood, my city's been going through so many changes, good and bad. Right now, the Super Bowl, I feel like I'm missing out a little bit, uh, being there for something fun, but... Yeah, we love Vegas. It's a good thing, you know. With the good, with the new, you know, you accept it all. So it's been it's been great. Little background, Chris, um, for all those who tuned in. For, he's like, by the way, he was like third guest for my podcast, third <laughs> guest ever. Nice. And we're now ninety episodes deep. And a little background, Chris. Nice. I met him when I was nineteen, two thousand three, Cal State Fullerton. Ended up being my roommate for five years. Um, good time. And after college, kept in touch. And he's in the same field as me behavior therapy uh working with the youth and i just want to pick his brain a little bit man uh, how has it been for you uh doing this kind of job for the past over a decade a little bit over a decade now how 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 you've been with this career of yours how you handling it oh man i'm glad people get to ask because we don't get to vent on it enough uh one thing i noticed you know, always working with kids, everyone's evolving. People are changing and people are evolving. Uh, recently, I was fe- feeling like it's it's gotten harder. You know, that the job itself is getting harder. Kids and rules and standards are getting harder because we don't have clear roles for kids. We don't have clear roles for genders. We don't have clear roles for kids. So it all falls into the classroom. It falls into behavior and it goes in many ways. You know, it, it, it's even in the learning part. Um, but lately I've been taking, uh, I'm really grateful for the job I have right now. And I've been just trying to take a really good and positive approach. And, uh, I gotta say, I work around some really awesome people. Anyone right now, I mean, honestly, anybody right now who's in the educational field at this point right now, 2022, if you're in a classroom, if you're teaching, if you're helping, I mean, you have a badge of honor because mm. we all know how tough it is <laughs> right now. <laughs> I mean, with everything that has happened, you know, anyone, if you're in it, you may not be the best man, but I, I salute you. Yep. So if, you, if you're if feeling down, don't, okay? Just the fact that you're there, being there means a lot. Now give it your best because honestly, the youth needs it more than ever. <clears throat> um, what do you think is the, one of the missing components in a, in a child's life? What can they use as far as support? You think they're not getting enough support at home? You think home can be more supportive? Uh, can, can it all be blamed on school? Where should the behaviors be worked on, Chris? At home or at school? <laughs> or both, you know? Like, uh, oh, definitely it begins and it's practiced more at, at the home. That's where it needs to be. Um, because at school, a teacher has a certain amount of kids where they can't give that specific detailed time to kids. So it has to be worked on at home. That doesn't mean that, you know, schools shouldn't do anything. A school is a great place to expand. But the foundation comes from the home. And I think a big problem that's happening now is that kids are now the center of home. When you and I were kids, Marlon, the parent was the center of a home. It was, let's see what happens when mom gets home. We're going to tell your dad and they're going to decide the Saturday. <laughs> if dad decides, we're going to go to a movie this Saturday. Yo, yeah, we have a fun Saturday with the family. Mom decides to take us out. Yay. But if mom or dad said, nope. we're going to stay home and you're just going to do nothing and yes. listen to what I say, that's what you did. Yep. Whereas now that's not what it is. Uh, the kid runs the show. 
if we don't go out, we have to take him to the park because if we don't go out, he's going to have a tantrum. Yeah, yeah. We have to take her here. If not, we're going to hear about it and I don't want to hear about it. So the kids run the show. Mm. And it's not anybody's fault. I want to be clear about that. You know, that's why I love what you do, Martin, because you give everyone a, a, a platform to, to expand and talk mm. about it. Uh, we're not here to blame and mm. we're not here to just find an answer and go. We're here to just talk about it and practice new stuff. Let's try this, you know. So we got to try again, you know, just just you being the mom again, you being the dad again and running the home. You're in charge. Gender roles. <laughs> you think in 2022, America got it fucked up? Society, yeah. society roles and the gender roles and the role <clears throat> that we have to play. Who Are we playing a role or are we not? Yeah, big time. Unfortunately, it's big time because things aren't clear and kids need to be mapped out things clearly in order to, to be successful. I mean, all of us, you know, we, we, I feel like I'm a cycle of an irresponsible adult. I'm an irresponsible person. I was an irresponsible kid and I'm an irresponsible adult. So I know what I'm talking about. I know the features when it's like, Hey, you need to be better with this. So when I see kids not have clear details about who they are, what they are, it scatters into so many different factors. So gender roles, you don't hear with boys anyone say, teach them how to be a man. How many times did we hear that as kids? You hear that all the time when we were kids. Teach them how to be a man. Hey, be a man. And for ladies, what would you say? Yeah. That's not ladies-like. That's not ladylike. Ladies, ladylike. be ladies. Oh, that's not ladylike. You don't hear that anymore. Because nobody wants to be offended or be like, well, what is ladylike? That's not ladylike. Oh, my ladylike means this. And yeah, and because you said that, you're a bad person. No. And it and it messes the cycle up. It messes things up. Okay? Speak, speak. Yeah. Preach. We need to be clear on things. Somebody got to say. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Man, you got to step up. And unfortunately, if you hear a fucking noise at night, you're the one that has to go check on it, right? Woman, you have to do certain roles, and it's okay. We need to stop looking at it as bad things, all right? It's okay. Embrace it. Now, expand who you are. Don't only live the stereotype, but stop getting away from the structure. Mm. Everyone is, is stepping away from the structure, and everyone wants to do their own thing and be their own person. No, but we're losing all the structure. Because you know who ain't doing none of this stuff? All these other countries. I'm not going to say any specific ones, but all these other countries ain't playing, and that's why they have... They're better with the education because, Marlon, you're in a school yourself. How much time is wasted on education and discipline in the classroom? It's the whole motherfucking day, goddammit. Right? In a math class of 45 minutes, how much math is actually taught? 30, 20, 30%, 20, 30%. The other yeah. 70 is uh, behaviors. We're trying to correct behaviors, work manage behaviors, right? Yes. Work ethic. How come you think the generation was taught the work ethic? Or were they taught that there's a shortcut and we must get it fast? <laughs> they, they forgot about paying dues. They forgot about that. People want to take the shortcut, the, the fastest way to get to the bag quick, right? Yeah. Why is that? What happened? How come no one believes in paying dues no more? That's a good one. In that one, though, I, I would say the that... Work ethic. Just work ethic. Just show up. Yeah. I would say that kids have learned, you're right, the shortcut of how to get there. And therefore, I admire in a way that they get to the results faster than it would have taken me. And those who are sharp, I like it. And they've been taught that they don't need the work ethic because, again, structure, roles, you know what I mean? It's not there. So they can be late to school on Monday. They can miss Friday. And then to go back to all of that, too, a lot of us, including myself, we're having a hard time being adults. And for a lot of time, we're saying, I don't want to be an adult. I want to be a big kid. Da, da, da. And it transcended into the kids. And we got to be better about that. We got to embrace, hey, I'm the dad. I'm the boring guy now. I got to do this part. It doesn't all have to be bad, but this is the role that I have to take. And we have to embrace our roles. So I think all of that leads to kids, you know, like I said, adventures into other areas. In this case, they don't have the work ethic. But why would they? If they are being taught all day, if you're in a computer, you can make money. If you're in a computer, you can have fun. If you're in a computer, you could get a girl for guys, right? You could just watch porn. And for girls, you could just meet people and online and just have people like. You don't have to go out. Everything's just on the computer. So why go to work? Why be on time when I could just do it all cyber? Do it at the schools that where I work at, right? At the kids, they just do -do -do, computers all day. Do -do -do, do -do -do, do -do -do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, spirituality. Why is it not taught? And why is it banned and shunned upon in, in the public school setting? 
and uh, you Great. know, like, who are we to decide what's, what what spirituality, religion, a kid's gonna choose? But do you think it also affects them that this that it's not taught either? You know, like, is spirituality gone gone south? Is there spirituality left in, in, in America? Man, you you're hitting me with all the dope questions right now. <laughs> You're getting me. You're hitting me on all cylinders. It's a new country, man. This yeah. is a new time, man. Yeah. This is not 1995, oh, all right? Hey. This is 2022. <laughs> I'm not 10 years old. I'm 37. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's a different country, different rules, different norms, dog. There's different social society norms, man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. we're, we're, they're actually it's actually sensitive out here. Yeah. You know. How does spirituality play a role in America? Or does it not? So, unfortunately, it doesn't. So, I would say, you know, we used to live in, in God we trust. Right. And that's everywhere. And it's safe to say that we have always stepped out. Every As every generation has come, we've stepped farther and farther away from God and religion. Right? right? And it's just simply like, just look at it. How has that worked out for us? It has. Like, you can look at it. Look at it any way you want it. It has not. And you look at the foundation when America was great. There was also a religious foundation there. There was a value. There was a family structure to go back to that. But again, with spirituality, there was a spiritual value that used to be a part of America more, the foundation. And one thing I feel right now, we are living in biblical times. You will hear so many people say, well, if you take religion and politics out of it, no, 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 no. That's what people always say. Right now is the time to put religion into it i challenge you to put religion into it for the first time for some of you guys it's the first time in your life stop saying that and it's okay if it is and for people who aren't are always fighting it all i'm saying is do the research in any situation you're going to do some type of research and be say how are we in these times you know what some of these things that are happening right now are biblical speaks man somebody gotta say it do the research somebody it's gotta say it biblical I want to just say this, but I'm going to go a little bit off tangent, no, but look, man, listen, it, like it. religion right now, it's good. It, it, talk, it talks about being prosperous and, you know, about how, you know, you can get fortune with God. And that's a good thing. The times that I grew up in and people need to know about that. Marlon, I'm sure you know about that, too. We were taught about the rapture. We were taught about el infierno, hell. If you do this, you're sin. You're going to hell. You're going to burn. And we know the fear of that. Yeah. <clears throat> I grew up in a lot of things about the rapture and how things are going to look. And I remember just reading books and seeing things. So right now, 30 years later, I am seeing it happen. All right. I am seeing how people just follow everything. And we say, we're just going to follow everything. And I said, how are we going to be zombies like that? I, I, I would ask my mom. I remember that. She, she would say, there's going to be some kind of power, something that just takes over us. So we're not even going to know. And she thought it was TV then. But you know what it is? It's the telephone. It's the phone, it's the internet, it's the computers and all that. They have a zombie-like, and I'm part of it too. Me too. I love my Instagram too. I'm not talking against you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk with you, okay? So that's our zombie power, and I see it. Something that nine years old was being preached to me on a Sunday when everyone was watching TV and we were in church, listening to it day by day all the time. And now we're living those times. We are living in biblical times. So spirituality is not a part of America and it needs to be, guys. It needs to be, man. I'm looking, I'm just, I know it hit you with religion hard, guys. I'm just saying, just check it out, man. Uh, cryptocurrency and NFT, how does that play in the last days? Ooh, what, I don't what, know enough what, about that. What kind of role does that play in, 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 in the last days? The fact that it's so digital, money's digitized, digitized now. You know, and it's uh, yeah. The the paper, the actual paper form of money is, is gonna go extinct. How does that play in the role of us, man? Capitalistic country, man. Like, dang. Uh, I don't know enough about that one. I my fear is that I always do things late, and I got into stocks about two years ago. So I'm like, oh no, do I need to evolve into this? And then I do a late thing again. And is this a time to jump into this? I do have a friend that's very successful and he said, you, you need to jump into this. This is like dudes back in the 20s talking about, nah, I'm not gonna drive a car, I'm gonna keep this horse. Uh, ladies and gents, Chris was a human services major with me, Cal State Fullerton, and did the same internships. Uh, we would lead groups, um, facilitate groups, and um, 
what role does the fatherhood role need to play in the U.S.? The role of the father, the role of a man in the house. Are we missing that, man? Like, for, you know, like... Yeah. How important is the father role in America, dog? Like... It's funny you say it because we grew up without our dad. And and it's not this, you know, this sad thing. We don't got to play the violin. You know, I have a good relationship with my dad right now. We're good. But I say this because now that I'm a dad at home, it's funny because I think... What's the day-to-day that I did not see? What does a dad do on a daily, you know? But to get to your story, to get to your question, I think part of what we need right now is people to say no. And usually that is the man and that is the guy. You know, it's like, ask your father. Oh, it's a tough question. I don't know. Ask your dad. And we need to be saying no. And as America, as a country, we're not saying no to things. We're saying yes to everything. And that's not good. That's not inclusive. That's some neutral stuff and it doesn't work. We're America. We're the top dog. When you're the number one, when you're the big in charge, you have to make the tough decisions. And right now we're just like saying yes and it's fine to everything. And it's not. Um, as a father now, dog, what are you learning about yourself? What, what have you learned about yourself now raising kids of your own? Like, are you surprised about some of the things you do as a father? Do you find yourself acting just like your dad? (laughs) Or are you trying to be not like your dad or not like how our parents was? How are you doing with that? Oh, you know, I do see, I do find myself being a lot like my dad. And it's funny, like I said, I didn't grow up with him, but I did see him. So I want to give him that credit. And it's funny because even those little moments when I was seeing those few minutes, those few times when I saw him, I captured it all. So I see how I would act like him or be like him now. Um, I am a lot like my mom, too. But I guess I would say overall, in the good, just being there is half the battle. That's all your kids want, for you to be there, Mm -hmm. you know? You don't have to have all the answers and everything perfect. And I love that. I love that I could have a bad day and go home and my kids make my day. And the fact that just my presence makes them happy. It may Like, I'm the lucky one here. So I've learned that I can be a good dad just by being myself. How does it feel to move the girls out of Inglewood? Not that Ingo is a bad place. I'm just saying, how does it feel to 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 know that your little girls are not going to grow up where you grew up at, and it's going to be a whole different world for them? They will never experience what Inglewood was like. Not like you and Lisa did, you know. <laughs> like they will be Vegas girls. They they will be a Vegas race. So you know, some critical years of their life will be spent here. You know. Yeah. Well, we might move back. I don't want to eliminate yeah. that. I don't want to take that off the table because home is home. No place like home. We, we may always move back and that may always that may always work out. Uh, but I would say that I it feels good for me to know that I'm trying to give them something different, a different eye, a different view. My brother told me a few years, a few, just a few years ago, my older brother, Andy, he told me something that really stuck with me. He said, you know, the way we're raised, the structure we have, you know these boxes here and this this little space and this tv on top of this tv mm-hmm, we're not mm-hmm. supposed to be like that mm-hmm. and then those those create blocks those create mental blocks that then you can't complete things because you're around things that aren't complete mm-hmm. and that really stuck with me because i feel i have a lot of mental blocks so it feels so good for, to provide a space for them mm-hmm. for them to think of something different now outside of what they've been given there is something else you know there is another way and for them, it'll, you know, they'll they'll be able to, I feel like, open up those those boxes a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? So it feels really good to give them an opportunity of something different or just a view of, hey, if you want this, it's here. And if you want that, that's there, too. What are you feeding them as far as spirituality, Chris? I will give myself props on that one. You know, I'm proud of them. They pray. Nice. They do pray. We pray at night together. Not every night, but whenever, whenever we can. Good job. And, Good uh, job. Thanks, buddy. Good dad. Thank Good dad. You. Thank you. And, uh, you know, over the holidays, you know, we, we make sure we give them their Christmas gifts and they have an Easter hunt. And my wife is great about the holiday fun. And my girls love the holiday stuff. They're big on all the holidays. But we make sure we give our God time and our Jesus time. You know, Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're going to get gifts. You're going to have fun. I think my kids even know how to play it. They're like, if I tell my dad about Jesus, he's going to give me a better gift. You know? <laughs> but they know that. They understand the concept. So, yeah, I would do that. You know, um, I would say that. Let me ask you this. As far as like the El, El Salvi culture, 
Hmm. How much are you? Uh, how much are you teaching your kids the culture of Saudi? You know, it's funny you say that. Right now, my brother Caesar is in El Salvador. Shout out to Caesar. What up, Cees? Cees. Bo Cesar. Oh, gee, son. He's been on the show too, right? Yes, Caesar's sir. Been on the show too, right? Yeah. Shout out to the goddesses. <laughs> That's my the big brother. That's the Inglewood Connect, man. My big influence. He is in El Salvador Family. right now. And him being there has made me realize how much... Um, I haven't been connected with my Salvadoran culture, and I'm probably, it's been a big one. You know, it's it, it's it's a big thing that it's been coming up to me because just little things get me very emotional. Caesar sent me a video of the house in El Salvador, my my grandma, my grandfather's room, and I was at work with the kids. I was in the classroom, and, and I I got teary eyed, man. I, I pretty much started crying, you know, Damn. just looking at it, just a video, just looking at it. So I definitely could do much better in that department. And I think one thing, if I could say, that's our biggest responsibility of our of ours and yours too, bro. Let me tell you this one too, man. Like us first generation that come out here, you know what's a big thing we have to do? And I'm slacking on it, dude. So teaching the language of the original culture. I'm slacking on the Spanish game with my girls. I can burn shit. I can bust Tagalog anytime, Good. but you know. But to pass it on to your no that's to the kids, that's huge. No doubt. And I'm slacking on that one. And I'm telling everyone it's okay. Don't call each other out and get down. Like we just gotta help each other. That's so important. To pass down the language. You got to, man. I think it's a huge responsibility of us right here. First generation. You know? Um let's talk let's talk Inglewood. Yeah. Uh the new Inglewood. Let's go. What? What can be improved in the community? Uh, there's so much. Now, I haven't been there in a few months. And those people like, a lot, a lot of people are like, ah, you ain't Inglewood, forget you now. Please know that I love Inglewood, man. I was there 37 years. Even when I lived in Orange County with Marlon, I was coming <laughs> home on the weekends, okay? <laughs> I am Inglewood to the fullest, okay? No I represent Inglewood. I love my city. No doubt. I, I only say the good and the bad because it's Classic. the truth. Okay. Nothing but great times in motherfucking LA, boy. Thank you. LA. You know three things about Chris to identify me. I'm from Inglewood. I'm from El Salvador, and I like the Cowboys. That's how yep. you identify me, bro. Because I represent those. So anyway, um, crime rate was up, and that was very upsetting. You know, Inglewood has money and has a lot of things going its way, and a lot of good things, but I don't see enough community. I'm sorry, uh, but you know. The Rams going to give the school some backpacks. That's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we need more. The, the schools need more. The city needs more. The foundation, not just about making things look nice. I feel like Inglewood, it was like a paint job. You know, people just did a big fancy paint job over it. But the foundation is still really hurting. And I would love to see my city do good. And if, and if things went good, I'll be the first one saying it. But crime rate has been up. I mean, just a little while ago, some some kids got got killed. You heard about that? Some people at a party, yeah, at a party, some someone just came up and shot the place up, and that's 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 tragic. Rest rest in peace, yeah. everybody that we lost in violence in, yeah. in, in L.A. or just in the. How, how do you feel about every time you hear a rapper getting shot and killed in these days, man? Man, I mean, you're, I mean it happens every week. We every were talking month. about it. You know? Yeah. You're my source for that, you and Caesar. Like, I would ask you guys, like, who was he? Who was this? But it's sad because a lot of these guys, what I've noticed about the recent rappers was they're older or they're, like, family guys and they have, like, kids or they're not as young as the it used to be before. And it's like they've lived life. And it's like, man, we're just losing on, on a senseless one. We're losing someone that was really handling business, not just a knucklehead, like somebody who's really about it from what I hear. And I don't know that much about hip-hop like that. But, like, everything I hear is, like, he was a stand-up dude. He was handling, he was taking care of this. Young Dolph, we were talking about it. I happened to follow him on Instagram randomly, so that hurt me to hear about him because I followed him because he he was, like, giving out Lambos or something like that a few years back. And I was like, that's awesome, you know? So it's just big losses, you know, big losses, and it's not worth it. I mean, how deprived are we about Biggie and Tupac to this day? Right. You know? What would Tupac say about Facebook. <laughs> what would Tupac say about Instagram? What would he post? What would he post? Good question. What pictures would they post? <laughs> Imagine Suge Knight and them at the peak of that throw and Snoop and them had Instagram. Oh my gosh. 
exactly. What, what would they post in their stories? <laughs> you know? What would Tupac tweet? <laughs> uh, what would Biggie tweet? Oh, what I, would they say about Trump? What would they say about vaccination? I mean, all these things, you know? It's gone. And if we keep doing that, we're going to keep feeling that way. We got to be better. Should we go there? Should we go there? How, how, how do you feel about... <laughs> What's your thoughts on vaccination? Ooh. I'm just kidding. Right now. Should we Ooh. go there? Nah, we could go uh, there, but we don't yeah. have to go there. It, I, know, know I know how you feel. And uh, you know how I feel. Yeah. You don't got to go there. I would just say, you know... Let's just have respect for each other as much as possible right now. Good. Because we're going to disagree with things. It's okay. Right. Let's just respect each other. Um, one of the things I connect with Chris since I was 19 years old was that um, besides growing up, the pops wasn't around. And I wanted to say hi to my pops real quick. We've been texting more these past couple of years, you know? No and, way. And building more with pops. I want to say what's, what's up, up, pops. Me and Chris really connected in that sense where um, we had to figure out a lot on our own. Okay. And... Um, Spiritually, we also were raised under church. And uh, one of the things me and Chris always catch up about is that when people say they're woke, I always wonder what they mean. Because when I when I say woke, it means you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And me and Chris are on that level too, like where we know what's expected of us. <laughs> when the time comes, we know what's expected. We know what's been expected of us. And uh, how does that affect you in your daily life daily basis dog the fact that you're woke like that how does it play a role in your decisions being a father being be working with the youth you know like how do you move knowing that it is coming yeah. you feel me yeah. yeah you know this is my best friend guys i like <laughs> like we talk about this a lot like it's coming you know and i feel it i know it's coming yeah. i'd be scared as shit i'm scared as hell because I know I haven't been living like perfect. We're not perfect. People have been we've been living wrong some, sometimes, you know. And like, I think the tough part about growing up in the church right away in the beginning, like grow, growing into it, mm-hmm. which was we're lucky, you know. But it's like we don't have an excuse, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse to mess around because it's like deep down, you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. be careful. But I think I try to take. Um, the beautiful part of it so i follow a lot of like people on instagram like religious things and they're always supportive you know and we all make mistakes but if we genuinely ask for forgiveness uh you know jesus will forgive so i carry that in the sense of every day if we make a mistake just just try to come home try to come home and what does home mean what does home mean for you it's a it has to be a level of wholesomeness right Amen. home is some wholesomeness so what can you do to earn your way home every day? Amen. What can you do to be a good dad? What can you do to be a good person? And we all make mistakes. I make horrible mistakes all the time, you know? But what can I do to just try to be the best right now? I would say that. Just, you know, try to be the best you you can be every day. That, that's that's a, that's always a good thing. I've been learning that a lot about in my job, to be honest. I, I, I didn't start off the job as, as, as sharp. And lately, I've been trying to take a very sharp approach and being more on it and be more of a team player and it's been working out um thankfully who do you got in this uh in the super bowl uh, <laughs> who you got your money on i'm a cowboys fan <laughs> and i'm old school inglewood and i know i sound old you know as i talk some of the negative stuff about inglewood i know i sound old and People be like, shut up, old dude. You know, this is the New Inglewood Rams. and blah, blah. I get all that. I I completely do. I understand that I'm kind of an old dude. But I I like the Rams, and they make good moves, and they should win. But, man, I'm always going for an underdog. And how awesome would it be if the Bengals won? Like, how awesome nobody called that? Because you could say this. You got you to be honest. The Rams kind of bought their championship. You know, they, all they gotten is players from different teams. They haven't really drafted that well from within i happen to be a fan of building you know that's why we love the dodgers right now because the farm system has been for years we got Corey seager for a while we got um how can i forget his name or uh, cody bellinger you know we got all our guys uh justin turner was a was a cal state fullerton native and tim wallach the old dodger from cal state fullerton came and recruited so it's just this homeness to it you know i can't say i feel that with the rams you know, Von Miller's awesome, but he was from Denver. I'm happy that old Dale Beckham Jr. found a home, but he's not from here. Matt Stafford, I'm so happy for his success. 
but he is a quarterback from somebody else, from somewhere else. And there's a little bit about me and the Rams that feels like they could have been better with golf. So they should win, but how awesome would it be if the Bengals won? Yo, man, what's your thoughts on Kobe's two-year anniversary? I honestly haven't thought about it in a while. And then I just realized it passed. I just realized I didn't think about it when it happened. Oh, man. My bad, because it was a big deal. Ladies and gents, like, when Kobe died, our adolescence died. Yeah, man. And um, life got man. cold. I mean, Michael Jackson's died. You know, like, people that we grew up on, Michael, like, Michael Jackson's dead. Uh, Tupac's dead, of course. Kobe, DMX, gone. Damn. DMX, DMX, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, our heroes are gone. Um, what's your thoughts on mortality? With, with 2020 COVID happening since March 2020, what's your thoughts on mortality these days? Like, do you think our time is more limited than ever? That's what the vibe is, right? I feel like that's the vibe. Of the, that's the feeling of these past two years, huh? To connect that with Kobe, I mean, if it could happen to Kobe, heck yeah. You know, it was like, it could happen to any of us at any time. You know what I mean? I feel like Kobe was like... Wow. Like if aliens had to like come to the earth and be like, who's one of like your best specimens? Like Kobe would have been like one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. maybe the all around. How you know? do you play basketball? Yeah. Watch or that you, guy. You know, yeah. What does a t- determination like look like? You him. know? So yeah, I like how you said that our childhood went away with that one because it, it really, we, I don't think we've been the same since. Kobe was like the cocky guy that you knew. Yeah. The, the, the first five years of Kobe, right? That cocky ball player, but backed it up though. Backed it up. <laughs> he worked hard. Just like Jordan. And and what I love about him, and hey, that's when we were first moved in and all of that stuff. When we first got to college and all that was when the trial had the Denver stuff happen. So oh. we saw we saw Kobe fall. Yeah. And then the classic. And rose to fame. First of all, he rose to fame yep. first. Really became a superstar. Yep. And then we saw the media try to take him down. And then you know what? He slowly built himself back up again. I remember you being like, no. Like, we were like, no, Kobe, we don't want to see this for you. Like, what? But we saw him. What'd he do? He just played basketball. Scoring 71 points against this motherfucker, man. I remember uh, we watched that Laker game. The one, the classic one against the Suns oh, on yeah, the Sunday yeah, when he hit the shot in overtime. All of that. I remember, like, you put the game on. They were like, oh, yeah. And we were so pumped. Dude. I remember Cedric, the entertainer, was like, he was... Uh, Kobe was playing for his freedom. <laughs> like 71 points. I can't make that shit on Xbox. What the? Like, I feel that way about music-wise with Michael Jackson, too. I know he got controversy, but if aliens came to the earth and were like, show me your best type of, like, like, what's music for planet Earth? We have to choose one person or one type of music. Like, How do you dance? Yeah. What, what's going to make... that guy. What's going to make an alien just start moving dance. and shit? Just start, just start, start tapping his feet. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Yo, Tom Brady. See the goat? Oh, I love Peyton Manning so much. I love Peyton Manning so much. What's but Tom thoughts, Brady. Since retirement. I, I, I can't argue him being the greatest. How can I argue that? He lived a great career. He's lived a great life. He put it down. And it's a great way to Jordan go out. Jordan numbers. It's a great way to go out. Jordan he caught numbers. up. He caught up to the game. He had to come back and he did all these things. And then he just got a nice catch in the field goal. You can't be mad at that. You went out on you went out as a G. Thoughts You're going on, out on top. Thoughts on LeBron? You know, I haven't been keeping up with anything this season. I heard that the Lakers are not doing well. I like Space Jam. And I, <laughs> what I hear from everyone, everyone is like, nah, but it's not like the first one. So I don't know if that's hurting him right now, being that it was over the summer. But I don't hear or see as much LeBron love as I used to. And I got love for LeBron. Um, but I want to see a better Laker team. I, I mean, if the, if it's going like the way people are saying, I want to see better. And, you know, he did kind of pick this team kind of like he did kind of recruit these older guys and all these things. And he was kind of the, the, the one of the main guys making the moves happen. So this one's a little bit on him. You know, this one is a little bit. And uh, but I always got love for LeBron. He's the same age as us. He's 84. He got the 84 tat on him. That's why we support him. So uh, seeing him getting older makes me feel a little bit older. You know, seeing him just a little bit slower makes me be like, oh. But at the same time, seeing him still work really hard makes me work really hard. Like, there's no excuse. And I always admire LeBron's way of not taking things personal. I always use him as an example with kids because they're always fighting about he says, she says. And look at LeBron James. Mm. Everybody was talking shit about him. 
think he shakes it up. Work ethic is so important. Yep. He's got work ethic. Work ethic is so important. Um, He's a man with values. Ladies and gents, like, Christopher is an inspiration to me as far as acting and um, even attempting to write screenplays, attempting to write plays. Um... I would just like learn from him, you know. And uh, seriously, he's he's a real actor. And uh, what actors are catching your attention these days, movie wise, TV series wise? Who's making some noise? And you're like, oh shit, man, Marley, you are hitting. Thank you, man. I'm having such a blast. You are just asking me all these awesome <laughs> questions, bro. Thank you. Because he's, you know, I'm having a blast. Christopher is um, he's an avid movie junkie, <laughs> movie fanatic. I would say two things. I have recently just like, just like straight up just put it like, I think the best actor of our time is Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. If he's of our time, if he's of our generation, I don't know how to call him because mm. actors transcend to different generations. Mm. But whatever, I think he's the best. I find myself excited to see his movies. I find myself like, uh, you know, wanting and like planning it. You know, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie. You know, the one that just came out on Netflix. I yep. liked it. Is it Don't Look Up? It was with uh, the funny dude, uh, damn. Jonah Hill yeah, and yeah, Jennifer I, I Lawrence. I like me the first 30 minutes. I really enjoyed it. And I was aware of how much I was like, hey, Leonardo DiCaprio has a new movie. I don't know what it's about, but I'm going to see it because it's Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh, I love, I absolutely love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hollywood, you know, Brad Pitt too, but Leo, holy shit, you know. <laughs> hey, what's the role of Hollywood in emasculating men? Oh, that's a good one. But I want to just say this, if I Do can, you- to finish your question. Um, the real one that's been getting my attention actually are actresses. Mm. I think actresses in Hollywood and movies right now are absolutely fascinating. I think that they are great. Uh, I, I find myself just more entertained with women actresses right now. I don't know what that's about. Uh, I'm rewatching Ozark. I'm so sorry for not knowing her name. It might be Laura Durnham, but I could be wrong. She is just captivating. Mm. Don't look up again with Meryl Streep. I mean, ah. actresses got it just down right now. Um, you were saying the masculinity, like Hollywood. Does it play a role? Does it play a role in like emasculation and uh, you know the the message that they're trying to project to the kids? You know, um, what's the role of Hollywood in all this? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Images and the vi- you know yep. the visuals that they're projecting onto the screens. Yep. It's wrong because they're they're sometimes it's so obvious and poor in taste that there's an agenda behind oh, it. Oh yes. And there's you could you could just see that it was like, okay, someone had a script and then they took the script and they went into this building or into this office where it was in a round table and then like five writers came and changed that whole script around the essence of it. And one of the writers was like, Well, we have to do this, we have to emasculate the man because this was the right thing. And this tough guy just changed into this other role. And it's always the same role. And I got this from my brother. I can't take the credit for this one. But he says something along the line. This is my brother C. He says something along the lines of like, before movies used to be dope because they were just trying to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. Now Hollywood has this agenda of mm-hmm. like how to live society. Mm-hmm. Before movies just used to be like a story, like a fun, like entertainment. And now it's like, we're trying to tell you how you should be living life. This is the way it should be. And yeah, it's all in poor taste. And then they mix up, you know, minorities in poor taste too. And they put it all together. And yeah, I, 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 I don't like it. I'm disappointed by it because you can tell when it's not, re- it's not real and it's not honest. We were just talking about Cobra Kai. Fantastic show. Mm. Cobra Kai goes on a lot of different subjects mm. real quick. It taps on everything. And that's why I love it. I <laughs> yeah. respect it. It gives yeah. you both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And I love comedy when they can poke at it like Modern Family. They t- Modern Family talks about race religion culture gender gay straight white black hispanic but you know what they go on everyone evenly and they joke about it so it's okay i can take that i like that um let's talk about music (laughs) what what are the artists that are catching your attention these days you know or who are the legends that are still catching your attention man i have no musical tip right now to be honest um I have an old playlist right now. It's 80s music. I'll play like the Scarface song, you know. Uh, Push it to the limit or some Top Gun. Highway to the danger zone. I'm good. But the other day, uh, you know, I was with the kids and they were telling me people to name and, and rappers. And I had no idea who they were talking about. They said the baby. And then they said another baby name. And then they gave me like two other names. And I was like, I have no idea who you guys are talking about. I got to step my game up. 
but the kids did know and love Tupac, and I was proud of that, that they were uh, aware of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I, I am definitely not musically musically on it right now. <laughs> I listen to AM Sports Radio. Um, let me ask you this. What are the top three goals for, for Christopher for, uh, for 2022? Top three things that, that you're really trying to work on this year. I want to get more certified learning over the past years. I've been learning how much I've been keep running into that, that wall about not being certified in things. And I'm like, I should have just been certified at things. I just done it. So I want to get more certified, more certifications. I want to get my real estate license. Good job. Uh, thanks, buddy. But I think I said that on the last podcast. So <laughs> let me call myself out on that one. I want to get so, uh, you know, get certified with like immigration services, just all kind of just little certifications. But the second one is computer. I got to be more computer literate. There is an opportunity right now and I got to take that class. And yeah, that would definitely, I got to be more computer literate. I realize how much it affects me in the day. And then, uh, you know, just being a better version of myself, being the best me I can be. What's your advice for incoming Cal State Fords and freshmen right now? What would be your advice? Cal- Especially human services majors. Have, for a whole Cal State Fullerton, have some school spirit. I always felt like Cal State Fullerton <laughs> lacked school spirit. And everyone says that. Everyone's like, it lacks school spirit. There's just not, I don't know. I'm like, I feel like we could be more, we could be better with the school spirit. You know, like, let, let, let's, why not have a good basketball team? It's been forever. It's time. And good baseball. And then for human services, Man, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to be honest. Um, Really ask yourself why you're doing human services because it doesn't make as much pay. Okay? (laughs) And I'm sorry to tell you that, but a big reason why you're in college is to give yourself a financial better. uh, Excuse me, a financial improvement, a financial advantage in life. Yeah. Right? And I feel like a lot of times there's certain majors and I feel a little bit, I've been a little bit resentful and I'm sorry, you know, maybe it's my own way of taking out my frustrations, blaming somebody else. But there's a little bit of like, I don't like how good people take, get taken advantage of. I see teachers, I see educators, I see all the people who are social workers and just, just busting their ass, busting their ass and killing themselves and busting their ass and getting just talk shit to and make low getting burnt out getting burned out tired exhausted and doing it for the for the people that they work for for the love for the love because they believe in the love that they have for the kids and right and get shit pay and they go get to a second job while someone else is sitting on this and is making bank for ripping you off sometimes it doesn't make sense and we all know this we all know teachers don't make enough and hey I'm not counting myself on that category. I'm a PE teacher right now. I'm not counting myself as an educator, okay? I'm talking about the real teachers, English, math, all that. You know what I mean? They're really doing it, and they're making shit pay. And again, remember, what do we say? Behavior is a big concern. Let's talk about right nowadays. We just put masks in schools, right? (laughs) Who's in charge of making sure that the kids wear masks? You just put another responsibility on teachers, how many kids you know damn well don't put that mask on? So every day there's a teacher like, put your mask on right, put your mask on right. Now we're talking about kids got to keep washing their hands. Who now takes charge of the kids washing their hands before and after meal? A teacher. And that's that person's break and shit, stuff like that. You Yo, know what I'm saying? Shouts to all the, shouts to all the behavior aids, all Straight the behavior up. therapists, ABA yes. therapists, all the respite providers, home care providers, everybody. Yes. Everybody. Because when America was down, we That's held it right. down, son. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to all the nurses. Good one. Can't forget the nurses. Sometimes we don't appreciate how much we need the nurses until we needed it. Yeah. We needed it. We yes. needed the hospitals more than ever. Yeah, good one, man. Good um, one. Every time somebody dies, how, how are you feeling, dog? Like, what's going on through your head when someone dies of COVID or just health reasons, violence, like... How does it play a role? And, and you know, because when Kobe died, we had to go to work like it was nothing. But it felt like we lost a cousin, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like a way to put it. Um, a lot of deaths this year, Chris. Yeah. Couple years, couple years now. This has been a lot. It's countless, countless, countless. Yeah. Like, right, I'm thinking about Bob Saget. Oh my God! I forgot. Shit. Right. Robin uh, Williams, isn't that true? Uh, yeah. 
was it Norm McDonald? I'm sorry, I have his name. I have his name. Norm McDonald. He was so great. He Louis, was Anderson. Awesome. Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson just passed. I feel a mix again to be, you know, not to overdo it, but again with the religious times. You know, what if we're living the rapture a little bit right now, where a bunch of good souls are being taken? Have we really thought about it? Like we're living. A lot of people are dying a lot, and I feel uh, two other things. I think that it's been so many people dying that it's not even going to hit me until later. Like I'm going to be watching dirty work and be like, ah, oh, Norm McDonald, oh, you know, I'm going to be watching Full House and like, oh, and it's going to be four years from now. I mean, here's a big one that I haven't even say I've properly mourned. Screech, say by the Bell. Fuck, I forgot about that one. I'm going to go in a Say by the Bell tear one of these days and be like, Screech, oh, you know what I'm saying? You know what, don't feel like true Nate Dog. Bernie yeah, Mac. I don't think we gave him their due. I don't like, think we gave Nate their his due. Bernie Mac. Yeah, I blame hip hop on that one, though. You know? They should have like a Nate Dog day, right? Yup. Like, West Coast, we should have like a Nate Dog day that we honor, celebrate, and smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, dope in a good, dope way. Um,. I was going to say the last thing about the whole death thing, you know, too. Uh, it feels a lot like uh, Avengers, Infinity War. Remember, like, half the people got wiped out. It feels like we're kind of going through that right now. And we're just kind of like, I remember that scene where Captain America's, like, in a, in a room just talking to people, like, in a small circle. I feel like that's where we're at right now. Like, we're just processing all this crazy loss that we've just had in just two years out of nowhere. We were flourishing until that point, until March 13, 2020. Everything was good. And now we're just in this, like, weird, like, universe. Somebody snapped a finger, and we're all just, like, processing the loss. That's what you and I are doing at this moment. Right? Yeah. Guys, I'm fucked up about DMX. Oh, man! I know! Like, I mean, I'm still grieving that. And uh, that was a hard loss for hip-hop. That was huge to me, man. That was, that was hurtful. That was a huge part of my life, you know, like... It was integral, crucial times, you know, like like the formative years of growing up, becoming a hip hop head, and just what DMX done for the hip hop culture. It was it was a huge loss. That I don't think we're done. We're not. We're fucked up about that still, dude. Like it's too much, you know. Remember AJ Johnson from Friday? AJ Johnson, comedian. He was yeah, yeah, yeah. He just recently. That's right. That's right. He trip out on Whitney. You know, yeah. Trip out on Prince. Yeah, because we saw them at their top. Prince. We saw the peak. I feel like a lot of younger people don't know how big Whitney really was for a while. Even Michael. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Whitney Whitney was worldwide, son. Yeah. That's, that was huge. She was... Yeah. When, when The Bodyguard came out, it was like Rihanna, Beyonce, Fame, Times 10. It, like, Everybody knew who Whitney was. Like Whitney made Beyonce want to be Beyonce as a little girl, right? Yeah, man. Whitney made Beyonce be like, okay, that's that's what I want. You know who don't give her who don't get her flowers lately, but she should. I mean, she has before, but Madonna, Madonna's still around, man. She yeah. she put it down. She put it down, dog. Yeah, yeah. That was as big as Michael Jackson. Yeah, right? she was huge. She's still alive, man. She still, was still, huge. Still hey, yeah. She be kind of low key lately, yeah, huh? Mariah Carey don't get her flowers, oh, but I think yeah. Mariah's an icon. Yeah, yeah. But DMX, man, that one was uh, like he's like one of the he's like one of the hardest dudes, but like you felt his pain. Like DMX was like the adopted child that wasn't supposed to make it, that ended up like making it, making it. You know what I'm saying? But the same things that helped him make it also brought him down, and he had some struggles and. He was just like, but he was just a real man. He just, we, they don't make him like DMX no more. He's just a man's <laughs> yeah, yeah. man. You know rap, what I'm saying? He rap, though. He could rap. He was just, you know. Yeah, man. You could work out to DMX. <coughs> Final thoughts, Chris. Shout outs. Um, how do I how do I end this? What's your advice for um? What's your advice for fathers out there? What's your advice for, for the real man out there that's going through mental health struggles? I feel like no one cares about our mental health issues, right? I mean, where do men go when we need a shelter and rescue from our sanity? What, what's your advice for all, for all the real Gs right now, for all the men listening? Yeah, I always joke around with my friends when, they, when they're new dads. I set up the video of the Chris Rock, uh, don't nobody give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks for knocking out this rent, you know. But I can sure read with all this light. Yeah, exactly. What does he get? The big piece of chicken. You know, I joke around with them because in a sense it's very true. Like there's gonna be many times where you're gonna be like, man, don't nobody give a fuck about me right now. Damn, but you know what? That comes with it, man. Yeah, don't nobody give a fuck about daddy. You know, and sometimes that's tough, but you gotta take it. But here's here's the thing that I wanna tell. You know what men need? Yeah. Men need other men sometimes. Yeah. And I'm talking about you got to talk and vent and everything, but you don't just got to drink your problems away. I mean, sometimes you need to be around men and just have that guy's time. If you need to vent, you vent. If you just need to just go somewhere, you go somewhere. Men need to be around men. Remember, we're a, we're a pack. We're, we're wolves. We need that pack. You need it because sometimes you, you learn from that pack. If you're around too much estrogen, and mind you, I have two girls. I have, two, I have, a, I have a wife and two daughters. Sometimes I can't, it's like, damn, I've been around too much estrogen. I need this testosterone. You know what I'm saying? Men need that. Sometimes you need it to wake you up. Sometimes you need it to snap you out. Sometimes you need it to be grateful. Sometimes you need to be like, man, I can't stand my friends right now. I'm glad I got my family. You know, but sometimes you need like, hey, I've been kind of a little, little too much on this nonsense lately. I'm glad I got the snap back. Men need other men. Remember that. Um, tell this, yo, ladies and gents, like, I love loyalty, friendship, you know. Sometimes men need just brotherhood, you know, because I do feel like society does not care about our mental health. There's so much uh, so much pressure placed on our backs. Um, and uh, what would happen if men fail, if men fall? Who would... And this is not no sexist shit. I'm just saying, what would happen if men gave up, you know? Um, any other shouts, Chris, before we end the interview? Any other shout-outs out there? Last final words, you know? As always, as last time, we did this one just straight-out freestyle right now, bro. Marley hit me up today. Yo. He's in Vegas. We made it happen. I had to see him. And my brother, I love him. So we did this very random. So off the top of my head, no. But shout-out is once again, C's. My brother C's. He'll shout probably hear C's. this out. Uh, friend Will, Jesse, anybody who hears this out, Dr. Stewart. Uh, yeah. Dr. Stewart, we heard your podcast last time. Anybody out here listening to this, anybody out here with Marlon, he's been doing a bunch of these these shows, a bunch of you guys. I've heard a bunch of your, your, your podcasts. Keep on keeping on. We appreciate the support. Thanks for helping out, Marlon. Love you, man. I'm sure love that you. he's, you know, you love having the conversation as I do, so... <laughs> I just want to just say shout out to you too, big Yo, guy. man. Always good to see you, man. My best friend. Got show. I love you, man. Thanks for supporting me throughout the years. And uh, MV Podcast, Season 5, Episode 1 with Chris Garza dropping this Friday. Holla. Peace, Cal State peace. Fullerton, Human Services, shout out. One love. <laughs> <laughs>